Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Produced by Household Stress, home of the talk show, the top-selling book, and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, householdstress.com. Listeners can listen to one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to householdstress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only, so call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity and no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. The Married Men Don't Talk Show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is husbands who won't lead and wives who won't follow. Mm, mm, mm. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your moderator for the evening. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute if you just plan on listening. And you can actually chat with us live right now by joining our Married Men Don't Talk Unisex Blog Facebook page or by hitting us up on Twitter at Household Stress. All right, with all of that said, let's get started. Tonight's topic is based on the book of the same name written by James Walker. Mr. Walker graduated from the University of Washington with a Bachelor of Arts in Speech Education. He later received a Master's of Divinity from Talbot Theological Seminary. He joined the U.S. Air Force, and he became the youngest drill sergeant in the history of the Air Force. Now, Ike, you were in the Air Force, right? Yes, sir. Have you ever heard of this dude before, James Walker? Youngest drill sergeant no. in the the Air Force. Never heard of him. No, I never heard of him. Okay. All right. Well, you've been enlightened tonight. Uh, Mr. Walker also worked as an Air Force survival training instructor, which gave him the opportunity to teach pilots the art of wilderness survival. He specialized in prisoner of war survival with an emphasis on escape and evasion. To add to the diversity, Walker has served in several ministry capacities. Finally, he worked as a creative and leadership consultant for companies such as Hewlett-Packard and Wells Fargo Bank. But even in addition to all of that, he wrote this book, intending to help husbands and wives understand their roles in marriage. So thinking about the topic tonight, fellas, husbands who won't lead and wives who won't follow, do you think your mama was a good follower, or, or was she a little bit too independent? What do you think when it comes to your mama? Was she a good follower, or was she a bit too independent, would you say? I would say my mama would try to uh, assert her dominance, and it, it was just it was just certain times when my dad would just put his foot down, you know, mm. It wasn't, you know, my mom. My mom would put on a show. My mom would put on a show. She would mm-hmm. talk, had lots of lots of bark. But then at the end of the day, if old boy would say, you know what, now nah, we're gonna go left. 
she's going to go left right along with him. <laughs> she might word. complain. She might not complain. She'll complain as much as he let her. You know, we might just give her a look like, hey, you know, you need to just knock it off, you know, whatever. It don't even matter to him. You know, he's like, you know, we're going left, and that's it. That's all that matters to me. Anybody else? Was your mom a good follower? I think my mom was a great follower. Um, but behind the scenes, she definitely um, she definitely uh, had a lot of pull. And, and, I, and I think uh, more so than we understood as children. She, on, on, the, on the surface, you know, it was always dad out there. But, but, you know, as I got older, I started to understand you know, her strength was behind the scenes. In other words, if she wanted something to happen, you know, it was going to happen, but, but it might have come off as if it was him. But, you know, she wasn't going to show him up, though. Gotcha, gotcha. He might have been the head, but she was the mess to turn the head. <laughs> good words, good words. But what percentage of men out here do you all think are dealing with wives who won't follow what percentage of men are dealing with wives who won't follow? I think nowadays it's a growing number because women nowadays are taught to uh, be more independent. They're not taught how to be a wife. They have no idea what they mean and no concept of marriage. So nowadays all these women talking about they want this stupid wedding or whatever. They get the wedding and they're like, oh, I got to follow this dude. That ain't happening. And they end up getting divorced. Yeah, I think I think today because men have dropped the ball, and because of the welfare state, you know, teaching people that you can go out and have babies as long as there's a man around, you're gonna get paid. That you know the men aren't there, and they've abandoned their responsibilities, and the women have to fend for themselves. And when you raise women in that situation, you know, where daddy isn't around or daddy isn't, isn't strong, you know, the, the women have to have to you know carry both loads and. And you raise a girl in that situation, she'll get out and she's going to be like, okay, you a man, you're a friend, don't but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So would you, would y'all put a number on it? Put a number on what? On where you Didn't grow it? up, man. I mean, if you grow up in, in the ghetto, it's going to be high. So what, what put a number on what? The percentage of men that are dealing with uh, wives who won't follow what percentage I would say 40 percent 40 percent all right and do y'all think does a woman's race have anything to do with whether she's a good follower or not absolutely absolutely explain sir I say no (laughs) you know I think um I think black women have a big challenge with with submitting to, to their husbands you know, much more than, than white chicks or Asian chicks, you know. But I think I think black women as a whole, not all of them, but as a whole, it's a different ballgame. You know, they're going to fuck up against you. Can I, can, I, can, I go, can I jump in there? Go ahead. I think it, it, it depends on geographical location. I think American women are not submissive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I see plenty of Middle Eastern women. And Asian women specifically, they the meekest. They follow whatever overseas. They come their behinds back over here to the states, and not even a year le- later, they talking about I won't have. <laughs> like Eddie Murphy. 
Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's more culture than race. Hey, I say it's geographical location. Geographical location, not culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. They get Americanized. <laughs> Can I jump in? Go ahead, brother. I would, I would like to answer both questions. I think 100% of women have the potential of not following, and I don't think it has anything to do with race or geographical location. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to have to expand right, on that. What is Yeah. I, I, would, I would say it's inherent to all of us not to submit to authority. Hmm. I, I, I agree with that. That's inherent in everybody. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Mr. Solution. I, I would like to weigh in on this issue. Go ahead, brother. Welcome back. Go ahead. You got the mic. Go ahead with it. Well, first of all, I, I think, you know, I always repeat the uh, old adage that two people can in, engage in an intelligent conversation. They need to define their terms. Otherwise, possibly, they're just chasing their tails. First of all, how many races are there? Three. Really? How about just one? Yeah, we know that, but, you know. All right, well, we're not saying that. That's the whole point. We're we're confusing ourselves with our uh, inappropriate uh, nomenclature. There's just one race. There are different ethnicities, uh, which will have to do with geographic location and also language. But you talk here about husbands who won't lead and wives who won't follow. What exactly is that? May we be overplaying this? I mean, I I was with a lady not long ago. We were just out for a nice stroll, and and I liked the lady. It was very nice. And she said to me, she said, (laughs) you're not leading. You know, we were just walking. She, and, and I was walking toward her car because that's where we were going to uh, drop her off at her car, and then I was going to uh, proceed to mine. And I said to her, you know, you may be overplaying this, don't you think? And so I think we need to define really what we're talking about, husbands who won't lead. Now, possibly this has something to do with the dating uh, area, but if, if two people are in a relationship and something is being neglected, we're getting some feedback here. If two yeah. people are in a, in a committed relationship and something is being neglected, then, of course, we, we obviously need to deal with that. But just dealing with this so-called lead and follow, you know, we need to talk, really explain what the heck we're talking about. I think a lot of people are confused. I'm confused by by the very statement. What do you think? Go ahead. Well, well, I mean, when when you say that, I mean, it's confusing because it may not be happening to you, but I believe there's in situations that there are marriages where um, men have given up being the lead emotionally. Yeah, but what does that mean? Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to. Uh, the wife wants to take control of everything, take control of the kids, take control of the bills. She wants to take control of where y'all want to go on vacation. 
um, um, it, it can be my thing. She wants to take control of every argument, which leaves you with no place in your own home as a man. But she wants to take control of the argument. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's following, what's the argument? Well, the argument is, is that he may not be able to get a word in or, you know, after she says something that's final. I don't know. Yeah, but he but, may be okay. See, that's what we're doing, unfortunately. We're talking about the unknown and undefined. That's your major problem, sir. And, and the solution, we um 12 minutes in. Uh, that's what the whole point of we're going to get to where we need to be. <laughs> if you get my drift, you know, we're, we're going to get there. I'm going to get you there. Uh, Look, I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know you are. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not being too critical, but look you here. Got, I, I, you got to give them up, give up the herbs and spices right now. What's the recipe? I, I do understand, you guys, there is miscommunication. Men and women are not communicating well. But you're going to talk about uh, husband and wifeship. You probably need to talk about the antecedent or the tributary that leads to that particular uh, uh, point. But if they're not communicating, obviously there are going to be issues because communication is the essence of a healthy relationship, uh, bar nothing. And so we can certainly talk about that, and we can talk about that in specific areas. We can talk about that in finance. We can talk about that in health. And um, we can talk about that as far as the, excuse me, the, over, the overall satisfaction of the relationship. But I think we need to get some subjects, if, if you don't mind my graciously saying so, that we can ap- actually wrap our minds around and get a handle on. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And again, okay. we're 14 minutes in. I'll tell you what, I've seen a couple. But you did ask the question, so I'm, yeah. I'm just... Now, I understand you're only 14 minutes in, which means you're quite un, undeveloped at this particular right. juncture, correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Well, I, I've seen this situation several times where the woman decides she's going she gonna to wear the pants, and usually it's because the man has allowed this, and then he gets to a point where he doesn't want to allow this, and she's like, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah, but women do wear pants, so you, you're going to need to clarify that for all of us, particularly me. Okay, uh, well, I, well, let me give you an example. I can uh, clarify. Uh, I'll give you I an example. Clarify for you. I got a, I got a cousin. In the military, gets transferred overseas for a three-year stint. Wife says, "I'm not going." Okay. Husband says, "Wait a minute, honey. I don't want to split our family up." Okay. I've been transferred. You know, and, and, and this is where, where we need to be. And she said, I'm not going. Okay? He didn't have a choice. He had to go. And ended up splitting the family up. He took two of the kids with him. She kept the other kid and wouldn't go. And then came and seek marital counseling after a year and couldn't understand why her, her marriage was in major trouble. That's a woman that wants to take control and not follow I give names, but they're in our church. That's specific enough for you? No, don't do that. Yeah, 
no, no. Don't get that specific. Hey, um, before we get specific, let's pull out the lens a little bit. In a marriage, um, the husband's been given responsibility and authority. Um, and when a woman won't follow, you have confusion. And then that can play out in a whole um, variety of problems. It's just as my brother was talking about as that one specific one. So if you, we, since we like, like the moderator saying, we're just starting out, the husband has been given responsibility and authority. The buck stops with him in every decision. So if you have someone kicking against that, there will always be problems. But what about, you know, to Andrew's point, thanks, Alan, what about women who say that if their husband refuses to take the lead, you know, she'll just do it herself? Or are the women that feel this way, are they are they right or wrong? If he refuses to take the lead, she'll just do it herself. Is she right or is she wrong? A lot of times women who say that have very strong personalities, and they, they are too dumb to even realize the man would take the lead if they would just shut up and get out of the way. That's a lot right. of times that happened. The man is trying to take the lead, but he just did not asserted himself to the level of where she could recognize it. And by that, I mean, as one of the callers said earlier on the call, you know, probably going upside the head to get her to shut up talking and listen for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can have those women. I work with them. I mean, you can't get a word in edgewise. You say one word, they're giving you 360 words, and it's like, okay, when you shut up for a moment, let me tell you how this is going to go. I work okay, with these women all the time, and they'll be the first one to say, well, you know, he never takes the lead because you don't ever shut up. This is Mr. Solution again. <laughs> May I respond to that? Go ahead, brother. That, that's not specific enough. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Solution. Well, first of all, I, I can't concur with what you guys are saying. You're recommending violence. In a love wow. relationship, No, no, no. Be- solution, Mr. Solution, that was uh, sarcastic, but go ahead, brother. Well, nonetheless, uh, in a love relationship, it should be all about fulfillment and, and, and happiness. But see, what you guys are describing is the classic sense of incompatibility. And maybe you need to talk about that as a, as a prerequisite for being in a relationship. See, what you have defined is a fundamental incompatibility. You shouldn't have to beat a person into submission or anything. I mean, that shouldn't even be part of the equation. Um, so, so what you need to look at is what you may be trying to do is to fit a square peg into a round hole. What do you think? Possibly. You know, but I think incompatibility. Incom- Incompatibility is uh, is coming. We're just 19 minutes in, and I know it's it's, it's hard for you to be patient, but we're going to get to everything you're pointing out eventually over the course of the next two hours and 40 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, but what you need to understand, you're bringing up issues that necessitate my raising uh, those particular points. I understand what you're saying, but you need to understand the direction of the conversation. I mean, when you raise these issues, I'm just retorting or replying by, you know, my my namesake is solution. So one of the points that you raise is that you have incompatible people. 
trying to work something out that's virtually going to be impossible. In other words, you have a no-win situation given up on, uh, given the description of the two individuals in the dyadic relationship that you have just described. Do you follow me? Absolutely. I follow you, but I don't agree. I mean, well, what don't you no agree with? I mean, there's there's not a lot of relationships that are compatible. I mean, when you you, you sometimes you you meet your um, so it, it's finding that medium um, in these in these relationships that everybody knows where the position is. And, and and that comes down to communication and some other things. But when you have situations where you let things prolong, which we're gonna get into later, you're going you're gonna come up with these situations. So let's you gotta figure out when that happens, when do we come up to the position when do we figure out, all right, she's taking the lead too much and, and I've lost my position as head of household. Okay, let me challenge you on a point that you just made, and, and, and maybe you need to rethink that. You said you meet your opposite. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? That's not compatible. I mean, say know, I'm a saver. Say, say I'm a saver. She's from the South. You know, you were born, you know, you were raised differently. Um, it happens. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, okay, say I'm a saver. And I, I, I potentially have an opportunity to relate to a spendthrift. Is that going to work? How can that work? Well, Hello? that person has to get to know you. That person has to. It's called compromise. Yeah, but once I get to know that that person is a spendthrift and I'm frugal, I, I, I'm not going to enter into a relationship with that person. See, that's a problem uh, waiting to happen. But see, what a lot of times what happened is sometimes the spendthrift wants to be a saver, and sometimes the saver wants to be a spendthrift. Well, that needs those, to be worked out before you get in a close relationship. And it's relationship. those qualities that attract the one to the other. Like, oh, wow, how are you able to do that? Maybe if yeah, I spend more time with you, I can learn wait, wait, and then we can have a balance. No, no, you can find balance in finding your opposite. Say, for you example, know? I'm a non-smoker. Well, maybe always this will make it clear. Come on, man, now. Come on, man. Say, for example, really? no, 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 I'm being serious with you. I hope you are, too. Say, for example, I'm I a am. non-smoker. I am. Like, let's say someone that eats fast food and someone that only eats home-cooked meals. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> Well, see, look, I, I'm not fighting you because the, it, it is what it is. And, and, and I just want to know what it is in order to make the best decision. But you if I'm know? a, a health-conscious person, I don't want to get involved with a person who could care less about that. In other words, the opposite. Okay, what is it that you not that you want to be? Well, I'm pretty much everything I want to be. Like, let's, <laughs> let's say you wanted to be a runner or something, and you're not a runner. You didn't even know you wanted to be a runner. You would rather sit on the couch, but you meet a runner. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm listening. But y'all are opposites, so that doesn't lead to destruction. Yeah, but yeah, see, but listen, you what know, you need but to you differentiate. You may decide to go running with it and feel like and find out that you like running. Hold it. In physics, yeah, and that's fine. Discovery is fine. I, I have no problem with that. In that's physics, the whole opposite. The aspect of discovering something new about yourself. Okay, I'm going to tell you something if you'll allow me. In physics, yes, opposites do attract, north and south magnetic poles. 
But in a social relationship, that's a disaster. Wow. Let me um, let me let me dig back and, and you, you're talking out. a lot of absolutes, man. Yeah, I me, think I will push back on absolutely a disaster. I have strengths and weaknesses. And my wife, she has strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes my strengths cover up her weaknesses and vice versa. If I was mm-hmm. marrying myself, I'd have the same strengths and the same weaknesses. So if I'm looking for an identical, that may not be the best solution either. Mm. Well, I, I don't know if you guys are biblically astute, but it, 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 did you hear my statement? I don't know if you are biblically astute. Uh, l- let me go back, and I don't mean to pull a rank on you, but I'm going to go back to a sine qua non, a foundational issue. All right. Hey, look, you're going to have to stop with these words. Now, I done already had to look up dyadic. Now, what was that last word? <laughs> uh, what now? <laughs> you got to talk to me on the third grade. Okay, we want to go back to a foundational issue. All right, Thank now, uh, it is, uh, God created Adam and Eve, that was the model, a help meet suitable for him, fit for him. In other words, a just companion. So these things you guys are talking about is, is, is more contributor, is, is, is a greater contributor to the problem than the solution. People do need to be equally yoked. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before. We've never heard well, that, Mr. Well, Wilson. for me, being <laughs> as, not as biblically astute as you, um, Eve was similar, but different. Peter said treat her as his... a weaker vessel. Okay, no, 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 no. You're wrong about that. You're, you're isogeting. You're not exegeting. Oh, uh, she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Let me ask you a similar. She was the same DNA, not similar, same, same, S-A-M-E, same. Let me ask a pertinent question, Gina. Let me ask a pertinent question. So from the standpoint of a person who has not taken the journey of marriage at all, to a successful solution, what would that person suggest to people who are actually on the journey? I'm sorry. Uh, it, it sounds to me like this guy's not married. Well, no, I, I have been, but wait a minute. Before we start are, are attacking, you married now? Because it sounds like we you start attacking a, each other like this. Let's not do that. Let's talk about the the the, the ingredients. And now what a gentleman said earlier, I was listening to him. Even though he and his wife, I I think he alluded to the fact that he was married, you guys agree on a fundamental principle, and that is you agree to be agreeable uh, uh, on a communication basis. It doesn't mean you have to like everything the other person likes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying you guys have to be in agreement on core issues. In other words, and what are the core issues? There have to be negotiables and non-negotiables, and uh, you, you know. But as married men, they understand that. Well, yeah, but I, I'm not hearing the articulation of it. Interesting. Yes, that is interesting. And I want to go back to Miss Solution said the term suitable. Um, what does it mean to be suitable in your own words? What is that term? 
suitable helpmate? What does suitable mean? Mr. Solution, can you articulate that for us? What is absolutely, absolutely. It refers to a collaborator, a person that you can work with. Remember, Adam and Eve were given full employment, uh, but they did not. There was no taskmaster. Uh, no taskmaster. They were in total control of what they were doing. And uh, one gentleman reflected just a moment ago. He talked about the woman being the weaker vessel. And I pointed out, you know, that's isogeting. That's reading into the text. There's nowhere where it alludes to the fact that he... I, I, I didn't read into the text. I okay, let me that. finish my point, if you don't mind. May I? I, I was just making a point of clarification. I stated the, stated the text. And for you to say that they didn't have a taskmaster, they did. They, get, they were given one command. Adam well, maybe you need command. to look up the word taskmaster. Adam was oh. given the command. Now, right. now, so you rooted a tree. Well, first of all, you're dead His wrong about was, that. They both were Adam's given the job was not a gardener. His job was a priest, and that's why he failed. Here, I know here, it may not be people biblically astute, but I think I can read the Bible without exegeting. Here's the thing I want to suggest to everybody, I, and, and this isn't my show. This this is just where I come to get edified about marriage. But here, here's what I want to suggest to everybody. When we talk spirituality or even opinions, everybody walks their own road. The whole purpose for anybody in a conversation to give information is in the hopes that it helps. So when we get into the point of trying to be right, we are no longer in the status of trying to speak about helping. Now, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm, I'm just trying to keep the show that I love and the thought process of, I thought we converse to help each other, not be right. Thank Let me you tell you what I, I can do. That. I can just sit back and listening, listen to you guys chop it up, uh, whichever direction you go. Wonderful. I, I do not have an ego investment here. I'm just calling up, having a great time sharing with you. Now, uh, uh, I think I could match anybody's intelligence on the line or maybe all you guys put together. But uh, oh, no. I can't no, listen to I don't have <laughs> yeah. I don't have yeah, a I, I, I am not even going to say ring. I don't have a bone to pick with anyone, but I will tell you this. It says, uh, can two walk together except they be in agreement? And the answer to that rhetorical question is no. You do need to be in agreement on core issues. I have no fight with any of you guys. I, I, I like you guys. Personal. But that's the problem. That's the problem in marriage is that we don't, we're not agreeing. And then that's where we got to try to figure out the compromise on the call. Hey, yeah, and I, I want to go back to that. Can I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead there. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to make a point that Ike made earlier. He said that, um, you know, the opposite of the fact, and mainly what the way I see it, and, you know, no one else has to agree with it. But the way I see it, you know, the opposite, when the opposites attract, that makes each other stronger. If if I am not, if I'm going to stay in my way of thinking and in my line of thinking and I need somebody to be in that line of thinking and there's no growth there, the only time there's growth is when there's agitation. And that's the only time you're going to know how to accomplish or, or get to the goal of, you know, toleration or accepting certain things. You know, without my wife, I know 
uh, about without the communication between her and I about me disagreeing with her or her disagreeing with me, that actually made me grow in certain areas that I didn't know that I needed to grow in. So you need that that opposite uh, attraction to allow you to to learn new th- things. If you if you if you're a runner, share runner, y'all thinking along the same lines and there's never no argument, then it's going to be a boring relationship. But then, now, now here's the problem. When the opposite takes over and you're not growing, but you, you're, you know, your emotional getting stressed because that opposite is trying to take over the lead of the family, what do you do then? Well, as long as that opposite is open to learning, I mean, it sounds like somebody like Mr. Solution um, or anybody else on the line, it sounds like if they're not open to learning, it's going to cause a friction and then now you're talking divorce, and now you're talking being by yourself. Because if you're not open to learning what, what she's saying and he's saying, then you're going to find yourself in a, in arguments all the time because now you're not open to, you, you can't learn anything. You won't let nothing in because you know it all. So if you know it all already, then you can't learn anything, so it's no reason for her to be be with you or, you know, him to be with her because she already know it all. Yeah, but and I think Mr. I, Solution did indicate that he was by himself. But, but go ahead. But listen, um, and the only reason why I say this is because, um, to be honest with y'all, there was one time that we were, my wife and I, we were on the same page about a conversation. But then the way she spoke to me in, in one way, it made me snap because so I felt like, hold on, you speak to me as a almost like a child and not as your husband. And that, so, uh, you know, I went into defense because now I feel like you're trying to take my position away and trying to tell me what to do instead of, you know, providing suggestions. Now, I knew exactly what she was saying, but it came out wrong. Does that so if, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, my question was is that has that happened to anybody else? And did you ever feel that way where... Y'all, y'all in a deep conversation, sometimes it may turn into an argument, but if she would have just said it a different way, you would have took it as you're not trying to take you know, take over your position? Absolutely. I've, I've had that conversation several times where I've had to say, wait a minute, you're not my mother. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, but I mean, and it happens both ways because, you know, we, you know sometimes we, we say things, it's not always what we say, but how we say them. And, and you know, depending on, on how you're feeling, you know, I mean, it, it's like um, it's like your child. <laughs> you know, they'll say something to you, and then sometimes you might want to say, um, you want to rethink the way you just spoke to me? <laughs> or or we're going to deal with or we're going to have a whole other problem. You know, they can, your kids can say things to you, and if they have the wrong attitude, it's a whole problem. And yep. it's the same when we speak to our wives or they speak to us. Sometimes we don't we don't speak speak in a way that's conducive to, to having a positive conversation. You know. So and, if y'all and, and but to the to the topic of, of of men, you know, not leading, there are a lot of situations that I've seen that men just will not engage and the women, you know, they have to. Because the women uh, the men just you know they don't want to. They don't want to deal with the bills. They don't want to have confrontation. They don't want to deal with. You know, and it's not so much that the woman is so strong. I, I know my wife. 
you know, in her first marriage, I mean, she had to wear the pants because her husband wasn't, you know. And then she was a single mom for a lot of years, and when she met me, it was hard for her to put the pants down. But do you think that's because of the past relationship? You know, something that happened in the past that the man is shut down, so now he's like, you do. You know, I think I, you know, I think it has a lot to do with that because the man didn't have a father, didn't teach him how to lead. He was raised by women, and that's all he saw. You know, and he had a strong mother and a strong grandmother, and, and they, they, you know, they kind of dictated the deal. And, and I, he's a good guy, but he pretty much – you know, doesn't doesn't take up the leadership mantle. And there's a lot of guys like that. I mean, it doesn't mean they're bad guys, but some guys just won't take up the leadership, you know, and probably because of the way they were raised and what they saw. And they saw, you know, a woman running the show. And this is is in uh, Atlanta. You know what? And that's something I've said on the show before. My personal view haven't been a uh, had a, been a counselor before at a, a mega church for men. The only thing I kept seeing the problem with a lot of couples was the man didn't have his vision for what he was trying to do. He was so busy trying to incorporate who she was in a fifty fifty mentality, and I understand for some parts, for some people that's a good thing. But I haven't seen too many successful fifty fifty scenarios. I've seen successful. 60-40 scenarios, no matter whether it was male or female. But I haven't seen too many successful 50-50s. And what the brother was just saying about that gentleman was not uh, uh, as astute in his vision for the family that he was blessed with kind of showed. And me also coming from being the only guy around all these females, I got five older sisters, I had to cling on to my manhood and my thoughts for, for, for what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and try not to incorporate those female thought, overthinking thought processes that my sisters had. So I understand totally what he was just saying. So what should a woman do, you know, when her husband won't leave? I mean, what, what advice would you give a, a, a wife when her husband just won't leave? Would you advise her to just lead, or, or what, what would you tell her to do? Well, you know what I would, what I would advise her, Rami? I'd mm-hmm. say take your time in the dating process and learn who this person is. There you go. And, because, and, also, and, and also nurturing. Women have forgot what nurturing is. Nurturing means develop. Every guy does not come fixed. Every woman does not come fixed, and we men know that. So we help develop their situations when they got three kids or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So if 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 y'all could give your wife, if you're married, if you could give your wife a letter grade on how good she follows you and your leadership, what grade would you give her? A plus. A plus. A's all around. No. No, nah, let's be real. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no A's all the way? No A's. No A? A minus? Um, you might get a B. A B, you know. <laughs> that, that, I mean, I would, that, if, if somebody got an A, then they got somebody who's submissive to them. I mean, A plus. They got somebody who's submissive to them all the time. That means whatever they say, go. It goes back to because I said so. 
But uh, no, it's, there's, there's a zen, my brother. I use the Bill <laughs> Jack approach. But uh, if a woman, because sometimes you need your woman to, uh, you know, question some of your decision making too. Make sure that you on you on the right page. But if you you got a yes person all the time, then you know how is that relationship going with if, if if your wife is a yes person? Well, it could go. It, it can go. Good. I don't think an A plus means a yes person. Well, 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 well. Here's the thing. Well, what the yes person doesn't mean is bad just because they're yes. Sometimes that person can just have so much faith in the leadership, and that allows the leadership to have a better responsibility mechanism to make sure the trust isn't isn't uh, uh, goes un, unfulfilled. Challenge is good too. That's why I say everybody got their own walk. Challenge is good, too, but challenge can be abused, just like the uh, yes woman can be abused. So, I mean. I agree with that. I, I, I have to say I have to agree with that, too. But I'm that's why they don't a, get an A. Yeah. I mean, A-plus is pretty much, you know, no room for improvement, Um I think, you know, it, there there's some areas probably as uh, thing I, I mean, that's so. you all's definition of A+. Plus. A+, plus for me, is when I need her to listen to me, she listens. Okay. That's okay. my that's my definition. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. But I want to... You know, Ronnie, I think, I think in every marriage, you know, sooner or later, a man has to, you know, reel his wife in. You know, um, because... Sometimes, you know, it just is that way. And sometimes men go too far. But, you know, I think, I think we have to define what leadership is because leadership looks like a lot of different things. I thought, you know, I, thought, I mean, you could have, you know, somebody's rah, rah, rah out there, you know, with a whole lot of mouth, call that a leader, and somebody that's, that's got quiet strength, to, and both can be leaders. But, but, but you know what? We, we, we used to say that leadership was about a vision, but what we in our in our community have adopted is a woman's version of what a male leader is, which is the rah-rah and all the other stuff. Back in the day when we was all kids, whether dudes was doing right or wrong, they had a vision for what they were doing. Now that that's supplemented with you doing whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? The whole vision thing for men is like obscure. Now – you even have women saying they're the fathers. So is that a vision? So it's all about what, what vision I think you're trying to have for the family outside of yourself. Okay, so I think, I think the first thing we need to do is define what leadership is. Like I just said, I, I personally think it's vision, but everybody else got their own thing. You, I think you've got to have a vision for, I mean, it's just like a job. How are you a leader if all we doing is getting the same numbers every quarter? You, you, you're not a leader. You, you, you don't have a vision for for increasing at least one percent. Or how are you a leader if uh, you just letting the constructors put up the building how they feel? You don't have a vision for how this architectural structure is going to go up. So I always assume that to vision. Yeah, I think vision is, and I think the you know defining leadership is a bit complex. And I'll say that you know leadership in general is the, is the power or ability to lead people, you know, or an organization. I mean, bare bones, you know. But 
Of course, it's more than that. Um, you know, but when, you know, when, when women unfortunately take on these, you know, these roles and responsibilities, do, do y'all think they want to? I mean, are, are they built for this? You know, to take on that leadership I role. Hmm? I think I think they might be forced to um, due to the father not being there, or due to the selection of the type of man that she chose, and things didn't um, didn't quite turn out the way it was supposed to, and. Uh, you know, normally when a, a a man and a woman don't get along, the dude don't want to have nothing to do with him, especially if he he's not working anyway. So um, they kind of forced into that position to take care of the, the child or the children, like 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 you know my mom was. She was forced to take care of you know of me and my sister, you know, because the dad wasn't there. So mm-hmm. they do the best they can, you know. For me, I I think that was true of back in the day. Uh, having gone to, uh, like I said, I shared y'all with uh, uh, some of my court stuff. I, I haven't met a dude as of today these times where he doesn't want to be involved with his kids. I think that's a myth from days long ago. Uh, I don't think I, I haven't even met too many people who have met these mythical dudes. But women know that they have a father in the government and that the government daddy uh, got a deeper pocket and uh, they don't have to conform to anything that that naturalized father got going on. Now, I know I say that a little facetiously, but I, sure. I just don't see if we if we have a government mama, why we would have to deal with a woman. If if it was the way it was back in the 1700s where men get automatic custody of, the, of their children, I think we would be doing the same thing women doing, and people would be saying we have to do it ourselves. Can a woman because be a leader in the household when a husband is present? Of course. No. No? What, ask that question again. I, I'm Can a woman be a leader in the household when a husband is present? No, you can't have two leaders. You can't have right. two head households. Right. So a woman should never take on a leadership role in any capacity? No, no. I mean, there's, there's probably things that they decide to position out. All right, you take care of the bills and you do this and I take that, but that is an agreement upon what the head of household agrees with. You asked two different que- questions, though, right? The first question you asked is, can a woman be the leader in the household when the man is present? And then you said, so now a woman can't be uh, everything. Take on leadership seat. in any capacity. I think you should have called that out as a monkey wrench. <laughs> yeah. I kind of put them That's together, not- but, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the first question was, you know, can a woman be a leader in the household when a husband is present? And the second part to that was, you know, can a woman, should a woman take on a leadership role in any capacity? Yeah, when she, she when she's forced to. When she's forced to, the man's not there or the father is drunk or he he's not doing what he's supposed to do as a father. He's just in there and she has to take him on as a fifth child or another child. Then she's forced to, you know, she's forced to do the mommy and the daddy duties. But unfortunately, she can only do one of them. Or she's only designed or built to do one. And man, he, he needs to step up and be a man. That's what he is. 
Yeah, and, and talking about design and going back to Mr. Solutions' point about um, compatibility and dyadic relationships, discovery, opposites attract, and the like, um, you know, when it comes to the family structure, fellas, are the male and female roles interchangeable? Yes. Explain, sir, if you will. Maybe a man is a better cook, but he decides to cook the dinner. Maybe he decides to wash the clothes, but he's better than that. He's better at that than his wife. But why can't they be entertaining? Let me ask you this, brother. Can a man be a stay-at-home mom and keep house while the wife goes out and make the bacon? Of course. Yes. Uh, this is Mr. Solution. I, I want to chime in again, if I may. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, see, what you guys, what may be confusing here is that the so-called roles of men and women, these are social constructs. Uh, take, for example, when you study uh, cross-cultural, or when one does uh, cross-cultural studies. If you look in sub, uh, sub-Saharan Africa, women do the hard work of repairing the thatch roofs and hauling the uh, produce, and, and, and also this is true in the Andes. Women do very laborious work, uh, very strenuous work. And, of course, uh, in Russia, all the doctors at one point were women. So what you guys are, are attempting to do, instead of standing back and seeing that the roles that men and women generally engage are social constructs, you, you are attempting to, to apply some sort of divine order uh, to these social constructs, and that's where you run aground. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Ms. Solution, do, do you think that is our role today the same as that of, of our fathers and grandfathers? No, the social, no the, the social contract has changed, and it has primarily changed, and you, you have to take in, uh, the, our legal system is the strongest system uh, in our civilization. And what women have demanded, particularly uh, subsequent to World War II, they demanded uh, social and economic equality. So you remember, women were back here running the factories while the men were off, uh, you know, so-called fighting the war. Now, there was a huge move, a governmental move, for women to go back into the homes. And, of course, they produced one of the largest groups, the baby boomers. But the point of it is, and in the 60s, this was revived, because women basically said, hey, we want to be our own whole people. That's not bad in and of itself. So what has happened is, instead of having these uh, roles that were based upon survival, we now have roles that are based upon fulfillment. And that's scary to most people because they don't know how to uh, conversationally navigate uh, that particular paradigm or that particular dynamic. You follow me? Absolutely. And it's funny you say that, Mr. Solution, because Mr. Walker writes in his book that men and women are trying to prove that they're tough enough to make it out here alone. Do you think he's right? Well, women women are heavily subsidized, and, and a gentleman brought that up earlier. I don't know if it were you. Uh, I didn't keep up with the voice uh, tonal quality. But women are heavily subsidized by the government. I believe men and women are fundamentally equal. I do believe that. I'm an egalitarian. 
right? But the point is, is that they have to be allowed to do that. And most of us are afraid to allow men and women to really mix it up or to even communicate. And our churches and our courts are great blockers uh, or isolationists uh, to men and women's common humanity. They don't want them to communicate. They set up arbitrary and capricious, uh, uh, you know, blockers to keep men and women from discovering that they actually are the same. If you talk to two normal, healthy, what I call mature men and women, they really want the same thing. They want the same thing. They want love. They want respect. They want opportunity. They want liberty. They want economic empowerment. I mean, I can just go but, on and on and on. So what but, we do but to is his point. Excuse but, me. But, but to his, but but to his point, is the unfortunate thing when it comes to marriage and and things of that nature. The paradigm has shifted in this regard, and I'm just following his his point and justifying his point is that when I suggested to you guys some time ago to read that book, Men on Strike, it kind of speaks to these crazy, crazy things. And I think I sent a couple of you guys a text. Um, when you have a 17-year-old boy who sleeps with a 30-year-old woman, gets that woman pregnant, and the government, a, a, a judge, forces that 17-year-old to pay that adult molester child support, the norms have changed. Now, they have not trickled down to marriage per se, but to Mr. Solution's point, when and, and it was actually men, Mr. Solution, not women. It was men fighting against men in court to give women rights. And now that those women have rights, they now use the uh, measuring stick to say, okay, I'm helpless, give me help, but I'm still equal to you. There, and there is the only part of Mr. Solutions that I disagree with. I don't think they want equality as a whole. Because I agree not. with you. First of all, understand we're in perfect alignment on that issue. Women are playing a contradictory premise. In, in other words, it's schizophrenic. They're saying, I want to be independent when it suits me, and I want to be dependent at the same time when it suits me. So women are behaving with a split mentality, and the problem that we, uh, many women, many women, and the problem, and the government is, is uh, subsidizing schizophrenia, and it, it's, it's very destructive. And until we talk about it, most of us really don't, uh, we don't conceptualize it. We really don't, we're not cognizant of it. We're not, we're not aware of what's actually happening the destructive uh, power of this uh, split mentality that's prevailing. Do you follow hey, can me? Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question, Mr. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just, well, you know, I, and I don't think they're bipolar, schizophrenia, or anything like that. I just think that they are trying to lean on uh, whatever they have because the man is not there. Now, um if the if the man is not there, then what else do you suggest that they do if yeah, they need that? You know, if they need, yeah, but you're missing me, a big point there, uh, my friend. Me, Why isn't he there? Because they made a yeah. bad decision uh, to create the situation wherein he isn't there, and oftentimes he was never there. If you go out and f someone, what I call sport effing, uh, the person is not there. 
So what I say to women is, at minimum, make sure you have a ring on your finger and some form of, uh, you know, commitment before you start popping out Xerox copies of yourself. What do you think? Let, let me answer his question more uh, directly. The answer to your question is simply this. It could be true, but it's not practically, uh, practically true, meaning that, yes, the myth that the guy isn't there is, 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 is prominent throughout our media. But the fact of the matter is many of these gentlemen are getting forced out of their situation. If this was not true, then you wouldn't have these false claims of fatherhood. You wouldn't have these DNA scenarios where this person is not the father, but he's forced to do X, Y, Z. So a lot of these myths about this failing guy was from yesterday, which I do agree with. But that isn't prominent as of today because there's no evidence that these guys are abandoning these homes. The evidence is, as Mr. Solution says, where you're getting people who may be trying to set Charlie up with a, 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 with a, a marriage and slept with somebody else and DNA proves it's not his child. And see, all of that's confusion. So I do agree with you in one part that maybe some guys are maybe 100,000, maybe 200,000. But clearly, a lot of guys don't have that situation because these guys are fighting in court. I mean, I'm fighting in court, you know, so that's a myth. If, 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 if Big Daddy government was not around, people would, ladies would be a little bit more understanding, and you wouldn't have that myth of these alleged fathers disappearing. So. Well, absolutely, but, but what we're saying is when a woman goes out and has sex with a guy irresponsibly and she doesn't protect herself, she's the gatekeeper of her uterus. She de decides whom she gets pregnant by, when, and, and, and all of these particular things. And remember, I, I was on a show today, and I asked the women the question, what does it mean to say, my body, my choice? And I asked them that question directly, and they finally uh, succumbed and acquiesced and said, yeah, it means that the woman has power. Well, see, remember this. The ultimate privilege of power is not having to acknowledge that you have the power. And that's what has gone on for too long. Do you yeah, follow that? I wanna, yeah, I want to go back to Atlanta's point about the media. And uh, how, how does the media play a part in all of this? And what I mean by that is, is how does the media generally portray husbands and fathers? Can I use the Cheerios example? Okay. <laughs> here's ahead. a guy. Here's a guy. Okay. He's with the white chick, which we cannot name too many commercials or TV shows that have this scenario. But here's a guy sleeping on the couch, and his loving daughter, concerned about his heart after talking to her mom, pours some Cheerios over his heart to make sure he's healthy. Automatically, there's a flux of blogs about how much they hate it. Couldn't see the beauty in the scenario. Let's, let's use another scenario. There's a bishop who sits in the tub with his granddaughter. The picture is taken by the mother of the child and his daughter. There is no sin here. But all of a sudden people have this thing. But when people point out, well, you have thousands of commercials where women are in the tub with their sons or women are in the tub with their grandchildren. Why are you not upset at that? So therein, for me, lies the attack on the father 
which is why I said, you know, it, it, it's going to get to the point where in our black community, all these young males are going to be gay come 30 years later. When we all old, I truly see all, we, we will have the only group where the males are extremely weak. But in 2013, Atlanta, do, do you think that the man's role is clearly defined or even understood. I mean, what in 2013 is almost 2014, but what's the ideal man? Do you think that the man's role is is clearly defined or understood today? No, it, it, it's not. I mean, clearly, even with our, our, all of our different thought processes on, on this show, we have an idea of how it's supposed to go down, and we all generally have the same idea. But at the end of the day, however we do it, it's supposed to be for the benefit of the kids. When it stops being for the benefit of the kids, it's it's no longer family. It's no longer manhood. It's no longer womanhood. It's just a bunch of individual people trying to be right and live their life without repercussions. But the kids get raised up, messed up. Who won? Hey, I, I have a comment on I, that. I would say that a majority of men don't have a clear definition of manhood, and without that clear definition – that creates fear. We can blame it on daddy not being there or the media or anything like that. But I think it's fear that's driving the men out of the household, not the woman. He's scared that he has this responsibility for a family, and he's the one who's going to be held responsible ultimately for every decision that goes on there. So without that clear definition of what a man is, when he runs into the um situations of having to stand up and be responsible for our household, he runs. We can blame it on a host of different things, media, daddy not being there, um, the woman's got power. We can blame it on all of that stuff, but I think it's a lot of fear because we don't know what men are supposed to be. Well, yeah, but we, do. We, we do. Uh, men should be whole. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ms. Lush, hold on, hold on. Now, Alan, you actually defined it for us uh, a few weeks ago. And yeah. if I recall, it was reject what? passivity. Well, yeah, reject right. passivity, accept accept responsibility, responsibility lead, lead courageously, courageously, and invest That's eternally. Right. Yeah, I, I, I want to define it too. This is Mr. Solution. I, I want to define manhood briefly. Hello. Go ahead. Briefly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Manhood is defined by females, and most of you adopt that particular definition. And that's the reason it's nonsensical. Uh, the thing is, is that manhood is what we need to define is adulthood. What is an adult? Okay, uh, this hyper masculinity that many of you guys uh, attempt to um, articulate is death to men. It puts unnecessary stress on them. And it's just absolutely stupid. It's, it's, it's contrary to what our laws and our culture is saying. Uh, men and women need to work out their own relationships. The law you, has, the law has invaded too much into relationships. Go ahead. What? I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I just need to, because I didn't want to lose this thought. Okay, Are you fine. letting culture define manhood? What? I was asking the question, are you, are you letting, letting culture define manhood? Am I letting, or, or is that what's happened? If, if, because if culture defines manhood, that changes 
No, 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 not culture. Women define manhood. Because, see, men have to seek to define themselves. See, men have also been uh, pushed into a corner and made schizophrenic because they have to define themselves in areas that women don't want. That's what men end up being, what women don't want. So women end up defining what manhood is and other weak men. What manhood is is really adulthood, a person being autonomous and uh, with, with, with sensitivity, with feelings, with uh, desires, and, and this sort of thing, and with a certain amount of liberty where a man is not compelled to be a slave to a bitch. <laughs> Uh, Look, here's the thing I want to ask Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to ask Hold on, hold on, classy. Ike didn't classy. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm speechless. Go ahead, somebody else go. Push back on that. Oh, Alan, go ahead. I don't know, man. It's go ahead, Atlanta. You, you know what? Let me let me let, let me clean up. Uh, it, it, you know, because sometimes when it's when it's long winded, you kind of miss the crust of what what is meant. But what what I interpret in, interpret him saying is basically that, unfortunately, because you you both actually are right. He is saying culture. He's just saying it in a different way. Um, when we have allowed the individual of a person to no longer be then therefore we allow the culture, which is a woman's base scenario here in America, to dictate what manhood is. That's basically what, what I interpret him saying. But going back real quick to this whole thing of the guy is fearful of responsibility, uh, for the gentleman who said that, when you interviewed that guy who, who said he was fearful to be responsible, uh, what did he articulate to you with his uh, with his fear mechanism when when you spoke with him? Who was that question to, Mr. Solution? No, somebody said that that the gentleman didn't want to take responsibility. That men don't want to take responsibility because they oh, have yeah, a fear yeah, of being yeah, responsible. Yeah, he he dropped off. So, so, so my question is, when he interviewed that guy, what did he articulate his reason for being fearful was? Yeah, he dropped off. So I, I don't know. Oh, he dropped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he just dropped. The, um, the only reason I ask that, I, I I know this is a marriage show, but the only reason I ask that, I, I I'm so disgusted with when we men attack other men without actually speaking to men. We we and this proves Mr. Solutions' point on, on several on several levels. We are so geared to defend our queens, which is a good thing. But we defend it to the detriment of our uh, of our maleness, which is why we have these shows to talk about how men interpret things and how men feel. And am I the only one? We we want to do like Mr. Solution says, have our own adult thing. But let me be quiet. I'm talking too much. Go ahead. Yeah, and just to get it back to our queens, uh, what do y'all think are some wrong-headed ideas that women have about following? What are some wrong-headed ideas that women have about following? I, I think there's an antecedent that you deal with before you to even talk about following, 
what, you, what, what I suggest, what you should be talking about, is just the ability to communicate. Now, you have virtually all men here now, and we're having a conversation. This does not af- often happen between men and women. Because women tend to be dictatorial and bitchy in America. They tend to be, uh, they want everything their way. And uh, what happens, you guys talk about defending women. It's not defending women when you defend them to the point of their uh, irresponsibility, where they can be completely uh, irresponsible or unaccountable. That's not healthy. That's like picking a baby up and just carrying it all the time. It looks like it's a good thing because you're carrying the baby. But what you're doing is actually crippling, crippling the baby because its legs will atrophy, and that means its muscles won't develop to carry its own weight. And that's exactly what's done in America to produce. See, women are producing all these bastard children that are going out and creating havoc. They're robbing you, hitting you over the head, uh, they're doing all these bad things, and they're fodder for the prison system. And so women's behavior is going to have to be confronted as adult behavior and therefore rectified. Now, I don't think it will be because we don't have the guts to do it. Uh, but the point is, 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 is that unless female behavior is curbed, it will destroy the society, period. Well, well, let me rewind. Solution, why you, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Darren, go ahead. ahead. No, nah, I just want to ask you a question. It seems like you have a grudge against women, and this is, my, this is just me observing what's going on here. I mean, when I hear you, you speak about women, it's like it's all their fault and none of the men's fault. When it it takes two baby, two kid, two people to make a baby or kids, you know, and and when when you make an assumption of the women being a certain way, you're excluding their their childhood. You're excluding the other guys that they trusted and got you know got done in wrong. You're excluding a lot of things, and you're just getting straight to the end end point. But at the end point, the guy went in for the for the goods and then just rolled out. When when it should be you know hey I'm going to find a woman and I'm not going to do her that way. That's how a real man's supposed to think. Uh, yeah, but he was raised by her irresponsibility. No, no, no. He, he was raised, raised by her irresponsible behavior. So what do you Okay, well, I mean, we can agree. We can agree that uh, if, if that's what the case is or case-by-case case basis. Well, it's that case. Look, 70% of, of, of so-called black kids are born, 70% are born bastards, okay? That is the case. That's not theoretical. That's actual. Yeah, well, let me, let me rewind a bit. Oh. Let, me, let me rewind a bit to... When you were growing up, you know, just for a moment, we'll just take take you back down memory lane, if I if I may. Um, who were your role models growing up, and, and were they people in your community, or were they celebrities and athletes? Who were your role models when you were growing up back in the day? Are you speaking to me? I'm speaking to the group. Oh well, my teachers, my parents. I mean, parents. Uh, I mean, I mean, women should wait until they get married before they pop out a kid. I'm not a prude. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they shouldn't have sex. Be a good idea too. Are dominating this thing, and men are too damn weak. Just simply acknowledge it. 
I mean, you don't have to do anything. The truth is powerful. There's feedback, so a great deal of feedback. Barack Obama would never come out on Mother's Day and say that women need to be more responsible and pick more stable men instead of these thugs. He would never say that because it's not politically correct. And politically correct means telling a lie. That's what that means. But he'll come out on Father's Day and say to these same guys that the women have had irresponsibly for the guys to be responsible. That's a joke. But do y'all, do y'all think that there are too many inadequate or missing role models of men in our society today? Are there too many inadequate or missing role models of men in our society today, and are, are we the men on the Married Men Don't Talk show just an anomaly? Well, I got to say that um, <clears throat> you bring up a good point because the role models is money now. The role models, the role models are not men. Um, you go back to my, my man Ike, age James Evans. I don't care how bad you were struggling. The man was at home and he was handling his business. He was taking care of his kids. He made sure his kids stayed out of trouble. That is not the effect these days because everybody is out to make money. When back in the day, all the kids were in the neighborhood and they were safe. So we spend money now to make us look like good parents. You know, one thing about us being parents now, um, what we're doing for our kids and our families, to our kids who go to school and get other people to identify who their role model is, it makes us look mediocre. It makes us look like we're just boring people um, because they're like, well, hey, if you're not balling, if you don't have a million-dollar this or, you know, you don't have a million-dollar car, then you're not really a, uh, a role model. So we're kind of looked down upon as fathers because we're seen as mediocre and we're not, in our children, even in our own children's eyes, we're not seen as role models. We just look, we just seem like, okay, a man that's at home trying to struggle like everybody else. Yeah, and when you talk about role models, you know, when most people hear the phrase, you know, going back to P-Town's point, too, about parenting, when most people hear the phrase, you know, quality time, we tend to think in terms of hours. But when it comes to spending time with our children, you know, being a good parent, what about spending quality minutes since we're all busy and everything? I mean, what about instead of thinking that, you know, I, I can't spend an hour, so I'm not going to spend a few minutes. But what, have you all ever thought about the concept of spending quality literally minute by minute by minute? I mean, you, you think about it, but it goes back again of priority. We put ourselves in—I mean, we put ourselves in these situations where every minute counts. You know, your your time is essence. Sometimes that means you may not have time for your kids. Yeah, I mean, many parents just give their children money, toys, gadgets. 
instead of their time, instead of quality minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, earlier I would say this. Go ahead, bro. Going back to a question right before this, Mm -hmm. is we have to have fixed in our minds who we're seeking approval from. Um, And it may not be our wife or our spouse, our girlfriend, or the children. We have to fix in our mind who we're seeking approval from because the brother who just said that he's not, the kids may not look at him because he didn't drive the flashiest car. Well, maybe I don't drive the flashiest car because I'm investing in your future and not your right now. Maybe um, I'm not seen as a role model because I'm not popping bottles on a video, but maybe I'm in the community lifting up young brothers. I think we need to have it fixed in our mind as men who we're seeking approval from and not waver from that person. That's a great point because that's a tie-in to, you know, the question I asked earlier about, you know, who are your role models? But on the flip side, to your point, Alan, who are you a role model to? Yeah. Do you, do you ever think about that side of it? Yeah, you know, you had teachers and, you know, parents and everything as role models, you know, when you were coming up. But on the flip side, who are you a role model to? I, I actually do think of that. And we have to be intentional in being role models to people who may not even want us to be their role model. Mm. We we have to carry ourselves in a way that I'm going to invest in this kid, even if they don't ask me. We have to be out in the community. We have to be out in our neighborhoods with our kids and other people's kids. Hey, you this guys is, are my role models. Thank God. Thank you. No, yeah, but sometimes, I mean... But that goes back to the compromise with the wife. If you're in the home and you sometimes role modeling is, hey, I gotta go, I gotta go get this second job so we can keep the lights on. But you know, I, you know, that communication to the kid is, especially if you have a son, is you know, here's 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 what a man is supposed to do to keep his family going. You know, when yeah, times you- get tough, you know, it's us, it's us for men to step up. Make sure that uh, we we keep it stable and we keep the you know the house afloat. And I don't think yeah, you've been told for kids. You you talk you mentioned the second job, P Town, and you know and and just getting back, you know, to the topic, um, leadership. Talking about leadership, do y'all think that could some men be more effective at the workplace than at the home, or are they generally just ineffective at both places, work and home. What do you think? Are men more effective generally? Wait a minute, I want to respond to that, and and I really resent that question, because I'm going to ask you, would you have asked that same question about women? Absolutely. Okay, ask it. No, not tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably ask it on one of the... I don't think you would ask that. See, let me just tell you this. This is this is the fundamental disfair, uh, unfairness and dysfunction of many men. They put women, I'm going to ask you to go back to Genesis chapter 3 and look where God, now you may have elevated yourself a little bit above God, but okay, so be it. But no, God, put, <laughs> God put the woman on the judgment seat. 
Men often don't, and that's to your detriment. What did yeah, you say? God did what? Can I help him? Let me, let and me under help. you, God judged the woman. Men don't because they they worship the woman, they idolize the woman, and that is not right. That's let, let, sick. Me, let me help him, fellas. Didn't God judge everybody? <laughs> let, let me help him, fellas. Isn't he's actually right? Yeah, he, Alan, he's actually right where we need to be. He doesn't even know it, but he is. Because Mr. Walker writes in his book that before sin entered the world, Eve had no problem respecting her husband, Adam. And the thought that she was less than his equal never entered her head because she had right, nothing. Right, but can I comment? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Miss Luce, Miss Luce, hold on, hold on. Eve had nothing to prove. She could be a woman while allowing her husband Adam to be the man. Also, noted author and national speaker Cindy McMenamin notes that what God said to Eve in Genesis chapter three, which Miss Luce just said, uh, chapter three, verse sixteen, God told Eve, and I quote: "Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you." End quote. And the Hebrew word for desire here refers to an unhealthy desire that could bring about destructive results. So what Cindy is saying is that wives' destructive desire to take the lead from us started all the way back with Eve. And I think somebody mentioned that earlier, but just tying it back to, you know, just bringing up uh, Genesis chapter 3 as Ms. Solution did. I mean, but what do you all think about this? Just, you know, her desire is spoken about, you know, to this unhealthy desire to rule over us as men, tied all the way back to Eve. Is there any truth in that? Anybody want to respond to that? I don't. Well, I, I should respond to that. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, first of all, see, that's rarely acknowledged. Uh, women have a nature that is, is, is necessarily desirous uh, to uh, usurp uh, inappropriate authority. And that's what Eve did when she violated God's command. And she knew what it was, and she did violate it. Now, th the thing is, is that today, men and women talking, uh, women are never held accountable, or rarely are they held accountable. And that's a real problem. That's a lack of communication. That's a lack of healthy communication. Uh, what men should be talking about to women, uh, perspective-compatible women, is what they want in a relationship. A partnership uh, includes both persons, and it has to address both persons' needs. A we have given women the attitude in America that a relationship is all about and for their consumption. That's wrong, and that sets the relationship up for failure. That's narcissism. It's selfishness on steroids. And uh, these are the type of communications that, that need to be had if relationships are going to be anywhere near what they should be. What are you speaking from a personal point of view? Because really, I don't really understand. I mean, what you're speaking I don't either. of. I, okay, there's a 50%. You don't understand the issue. There's a 50% divorce rate. There are more people single in America today than ever before, according and to... that's all the woman's fault. That's all the woman's that? fault. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to clarify for you because I see you don't understand. I see that. 
No, I, I, I understand. I don't think you understand. Well, I'm There's not, a go, 50% go ahead. Wait a minute. There's a 50% divorce rate. How do you account for that? I blame the women. I'm sided with Mr. Solution. I'm asking him. I'm not being a smart ass, and I wish you wouldn't be. How does he see? He doesn't understand the issue. Okay, he's just talking out of his neck. Can I answer? Can I? Can I answer you, Mr. Solution? It's a fifty. It could be a fifty percent divorce rate because a man don't know how to be a man to a woman. Let me finish. Let me finish now. I'll let you talk. To Go her ahead. But, but, but fine. I'm, okay. I'm still going okay. to ask you the finish. same question. Let me finish. I want to ask a question for you, Mr. Solution. All right. Real well, quick. Uh, you want Darren, me? just hold on one second. Okay. Go ahead. If Go ahead. there's a 50% divorce rate like it is, so let me ask you a personal question. Why are you divorced? Wait a minute. Look, I'm not the subject of this. The point of You're it is you need to answer why that is because that's You're what I'm referencing. You're the subject of the question that I just asked, though. Okay, I'm asking yep. why that 50% divorce rate exists. And you're running you, from that no, question. No, Stop no, running no. and answer it well, like a man. You, it sounds like uh, you're running from the question that we just asked you. Cause you're well, that's a non-issue. The question you ask me, obviously I'm part of the statistic. Okay. Hallelujah, you are, damn it. You keep, well, you keep talking about what we don't know. So I'm now, why, is there why are you a not married? Why is there a 50% divorce rate in America and more people are single than married. Why is that? Because Why can't you answer the question from your no, you're being a woman. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mr. Solution, what is the answer to your question you keep asking? Why is there no, I, I can, I, can I make an attempt to answer his question? Yeah, go ahead, there. All right, Mr. Solution. Did he hang up? No, no I'm here. I don't want I'm here. Okay, hold on. All right, hold on, Mr. Go on, okay, there. Well, man, let me, you. Let, me, let, me let me attempt you. to answer your question, man. Let, let me attempt to answer your question. That's a when red wine, have, but I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay, when you have when you have men, and, and as as the Bible say, God put a man in charge, and if a man is in charge and don't know how to lead, and then this woman come in and she has to, then that's out of order anyway. And once he step up or try to step up to the plate, she's already in that spot. So okay, what scripture is that, by the way? Oh, uh, that's through. That's implicated throughout history when Moses. Uh-huh. Aha! You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let me finish. You're not again. letting me finish. You're not. You're not letting me finish. It's, it's implied when when Abraham and his wife got into it, and Abra, uh, Sarah tried to come at him in a in a in a rude way, and he didn't step up to the plate when she told him, "Hey, you know, sleep into my maid," and he did it. He followed her direction instead of following God's direction. That's implied right there that you're following the woman and you are all out of order at that point. And that's why we that that created a historical a historic t- catastrophe at that point because that's where you get the Ishmael come from. So if you're looking at it all throughout the history, and I don't want to go through the different ones. If you want to read it, read my book, How to Stay Married for at least 100 Years, and it probably teach you something. But at the same time, you got to understand that if you was in order – as a married man doing what you were supposed to do, then your wife would still be there. But you can't blame that on the woman. Wait a minute. You don't know what, let let me show you clearly. You don't know what you're talking about. What did Adam do wrong? Wait a minute. Let him answer this. He, 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 he what did Adam do wrong, sir? You've been beating us over here with this question. Yeah, can we hear your answer? I could wear this guy out. He doesn't know what he's talking about. 
since I did you, you had raised a question, and what's the answer to this question you keep beating us, beating us over the head with? I, I can't. Can I, I can't. Can I, can I, I, had, I had to cut it. I had to cut his mic. I, I, I can't. You got to, man. You got to. It's ridiculous, man. Oh, too combative. Oh, man. Why you do that? Yeah, I, I just had to. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Solution, but. Too combative all night, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I want to go back to Darren. Yeah, I want to go back to Darren's point, um, you know, about, you know, God's plan. And, you know, maybe this is a monkey wrench, maybe not. But is God's plan for marriage just too antiquated for modern times? Is God's plan, God's design for marriage just too antiquated for modern times? No. He doesn't change, so no, got to No, not at all. It's still simple. Mm-hmm. We make it complicated. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and if just, Mr. Solution is still listening to scripture, my is. brother was looking for his First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse three, where the husband is the head of the wife. Mm-hmm. And also, Alan, thank you for that. And and he didn't get that headship as a result of sin. He had the headship before sin entered the world. Sin perverted Eve's submission to him. And that's why we're having this discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just uh, thank you for that, Alan. Just to even rewind all the way back, you know, to Gen- Genesis, stepping back one chapter, Genesis 2 and 18, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will no. make a helper suitable for him. We we already talked about that. But do y'all think that women take this term helper as a compliment or do they take it as kind of demeaning? If they take it at all. If they take it at all, I think they take it more as an insult if they've been if they've been ahead in their house with their children for ten, fifteen years, and then a man is going to step up and, and now ask to marry her. She's going to be wanting to, well, used to operating in that same position to say, "Hey, you know, I'm used to paying the bills. I'm used to making sure everything goes well. I'm used to this position. So you step back and let me do it." because she has been operating in that position in so long that she don't trust anybody else to do it, especially if, you know, she bringing four kids to the table or two kids to the table, whatever. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And most often women take that as an insult, not a compliment. But, I, I, you know, I, I think they might. This. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What I, was say. Ahead, go I ahead. think they may take it as an insult, kind of conditional on how the man takes his help. If he looks at it as a belittling position and she offers no value, then she's going to kick. It's kind of like putting a cat in a Coke bottle. It ain't going to work. But if he values her as his helpmate, I think that would change her attitude a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, even, I mean, the bottom line, and you're right, Alan, and, and the bottom line is that isn't God our helper? Don't he help us? Help how? You know, Psalm 70 and 5, you are my help and my delivery, deliverer. Is that him talking to us? That was David talking to, to God. Oh. You are my help and my deliverer. I know God helps me. Go ahead, Darren. 
No, no. I, I, yeah, you're right. When you, when you go to him, you know, that was a choice by, made by David for, I mean, David for, you know, him to go to God and say, hey, okay, now you're my helper because I, uh, you know, I, I depend and rely on you. So we, that's uh, what, you know, that's what we need to be. Now, if you don't ask for his assistance, then, you know, you're going to be running in circles chasing your tail. Exactly. And that's the out. point. That's the point I was trying to make, Darren, because I want to, you know, the, the monkey wrench is really a question for the wives to ponder, you know, to the wives that are out there listening, you know, to this. And the question is simply, if God himself can be a helper, why can't you? Something simple, you know. I mean, it's, it's like if God can be a helper, why can't you? But I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying, a helper in in what way? What way are you asking us to be a helper? In, in, in any way. God is our help and our deliverer when, in times of need. Same thing like so a wife. About taking a leadership role as a helper? Is that what you mean? No. They, they may be pushing back because we haven't modeled submission for them. We're asking right. them to, to submit to us, but are we submissive to God? Right, exactly. If, if we can't model that, how can we expect? See, we want something that we don't model sometimes. I got mm. I see where you're going. Yeah, and it says, you know, I will make a helper suitable, you know, for you, a suitable helpmate. We talked about that earlier. And... Suitable simply is, I think Miss Solution explained it, but, I mean, it's having the qualities, maybe Alan did, having the qualities that are right or appropriate for a particular person or purpose. With different strengths and weaknesses, man and woman were built to fit together as the perfect fit. And think about this, fellas. One of the purposes of marriage is for a man to be as truly masculine as he can be and a woman to be as distinctly feminine as she could be. But do y'all think we're affirmed as men when we're given the free reign to to lead? Do y'all think we're affirmed as men when we're given the free reign to lead? Wait, uh, I don't know. Say, say that one more time. Right? I don't understand that question. Are we affirmed as men in our masculinity when we're given the free reign when our when our our wives are submissive to us and and, and following us? Does that help us be better leaders? That's the question. No doubt, no doubt. That, that, yeah. 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 If you if if my wife is backing me up, uh, whether we whether I'm making bad decisions or good decisions, uh, that really helps me out and affirm my position and say okay and encourage me to say okay, babe. You know we didn't do it. I mean it wasn't okay this time, but the next time you'll get it the next time. That that really. Uh, confirms me almost. Right. And I, I want to help you all a little bit. Um, this is this clip is only 15 seconds. I'll play it briefly here. He found leadership in saying what he really wanted, even though society and other women tell us that we shouldn't be so honest. He was free for his honesty. And it made his marriage stronger. So just to follow up with what you said, Darren, is it 
does it have anything to do with honest communication in our marriage when it comes to being effective leaders? Are you talking to me? Yeah, go ahead. No, I think it has everything to do with, you know, um, just trusting me. You know, if the communication was open and you tell me, you know, hey, uh, you encourage me. Because like, like we said, I think we went over this last week when when we, when we was like, okay, I need to hear my wife tell me she loves me. Well, just like you, that need is there for her to tell you, you know, she loves you, it's also a need to say you're doing an excellent job or, you know, you're an excellent provider or you're a great husband. You know, you also need that as well. Well, some people do, but it helps if you did have that. And that, and that's positive communication when when it coming when it's coming from the woman that you know you're working you're working with you you're there for the rest of your life with and then she kind of seals the deal and say you know you're doing an excellent job as a father and a, and a husband you know just keep up the good work and that just make you want to go out there and get you know do the job even better. Yeah. And what are some wrong-headed ideas that? men have about this whole leadership and marriage thing? Anybody? Do we have any wrong-headed ideas about leadership and marriage? I think that, you know, when when you try to lead as a man without setting an example and without earning the respect as a leader, I think that's when, you know, we get it twisted. Well, I don't know if it's always uh, about, the, you know, earning earning the respect. Um, as the head of household, somebody said it early, you got to have a vision of where you want your family to be going. Uh, here's 2014. Has anybody on this call sat down with their wives and say, what is our vision for next year? Where do we want this to go? You know, I don't think nobody has. And so in order to have a vision, you, you can't accomplish any mission that you may want to, you know, do for your family. Because but when you when you say vision, there's a lot of others that have vision that don't lead their yeah, families Yeah, but if they anywhere. haven't explained it to their wife, how do you want your wife to follow I understand that, but what if your vision is, is, is worthless? What if it's just an old pipe dream that you've always had, and now you want to take your family down that road when it may not be in the best interest of the family? So, therefore, she's following you. She's trying to be submissive to you, but you're definitely not using your wits about what's best for the family. And then it gets to a point where she's like, nah, I can't follow you any longer because you ain't making no sense. It happens all the time. So what? Yeah. So. When 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 a woman do that, do you do you suggest that you know because it says in the word that you know if she talks to you with honey, she catch more more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, and that's that's uh, that's a very true statement. You know she can sure. she can do a whole lot better with just speaking with speaking to me than speaking at me. And if she say, okay, I don't think this is a good deal. I don't think this is a good good idea for us to do this because. One two three four five, but why why don't we do it this way, and and do that way later? That'll that'll juice us up. I mean, instead of coming at you coming at us and like, is that a 
I, I never heard something so dumb. I never, you know, you don't make any sense. You know, you you just like your father. You you know, <laughs> when you start throwing those kind of stones, that often discourages, you know, the process of listening and communicating with her. No, no, I, I'm not talking about the actual di- dialogue. I'm just talking about the respect factor. You know what I mean? At certain points, you, I mean, you, you got to earn that respect. I mean, you okay. have to be someone that, that's actually making good choices for the family. If not, you just like Pete, you can come with a plan, but the plan could be some garbage. And if she don't believe that you're the one that's for one that's going to follow through on that plan, stick to it, and not jump on to something else, you know what I'm saying? Or is the plan going to be fruitful for the family? Right. right. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's, that's, that's part of leadership. I mean, you know, you have to have a vision, then you have to have a plan, and then you got to be able to execute that plan. Yeah, you I mean, we see some, some, you know, some ups or downs. You got to see if it's going. I mean, that's that's all on the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you talk about you know leadership and vision. Was your father a good leader? I had a James Evans father, so you know, I had a military a yes. father. So my, I would say yes. That's a yes. That's a yes for me. What about on the flip side? Was your wife's father a good leader? Or, you know, no, from no. what you know, was your wife's no. father a good leader? Probably not. No. Probably not. I don't know. I have to say yes on my side. I often see my, I often notice my wife, uh, lack judgment for my judgment because of the things that her father did not do. And mm. and she's going to think that, I believe sometimes she thinks that I'm going to walk out or I'm going to respond or the outcome is going to be the same as it was, you know, up 10 years ago when her, her dad did that, whatever that might be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good words. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, reflecting on our childhood, you know, we'll, we'll say something like, I'll never treat my kids this way for various reasons, of course. Right. But what about our children? Are you teaching your sons to lead and your daughters to follow directly or indirectly? I think that's a difficult one for me with daughters. Mm. Because what I'm seeing I'm not really seeing a lot to follow, to be honest with you. When I look at the young men of today, it just doesn't seem, it just seems as though they're being led. And if y'all got sons, I'm not talking about anybody's particular son. I'm just saying as a whole, I don't see, you know what I mean? Um, It just seems like there's a bunch of following going on, trendy following going on. Not a lot that I would want my daughter to say, okay, I need you to follow this cat. You can't follow him when he's following the next dude. He's following the next dude. He's following the next dude. You see what I'm saying? You come in my house or you, I see you and your pants are halfway down. You're following somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't leave when you follow him. You got, you got an identity issue. You don't want to be who you're supposed to be. You just want to fit in. You see what I'm saying? So it's, so it's hard for you to have a female child and say, I need you to follow 
these, these group of your male peers. Mm. You know, so. So how do you determine, and I know this is off topic a little bit, but how do you determine, you know, when your daughter bring in a boy and say, Dad, I want to date this guy? Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's, I'm not going to say it's an easy thing for us to scope out, you know what I mean, because we've been there, but it's different today. You know what I'm saying? When I did it, I at least tried to be, you know, respectful. I knew what my plans may have been different, but I tried to be, as far as the, the appearance, I tried to appear to be respectful young man, I'm going to take care of your daughter, I'm out for the best interest, even though, yeah, I wanted the booty. But now they just coming in, looking any old kind of way. The respect ain't there like we had it. You see what I'm saying? So it's it, you know it's 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 a difficult thing. Hmm. School words. I'm just trying to see. You know, I got this thing coming up with these kids, man. I mean, with this daughter of mine, and you know, I ain't scared, but you know, it, it, it's uh. It's about to be challenging. It's about to be be challenging because you know I don't want to be the bad guy, but I'm not gonna let nobody just you know. Yeah. You ain't gonna make no fool out of me. But as a as a as a father dealing with the with the daughter, it's gonna it's different than when you're dealing with the son when he when it's time for him to start courting. But when it's when it's when the daughter is. Starting to, I mean, and he comes in thinking that he's following the trends, with his pants halfway down, and she done she done schooled him on saying sir, but he still got half of it wrong by you know having his pants down and you know uh, saying certain things that he don't supposed to be saying or talking a certain way and calling everybody young and you know you know how when they when they when they mm-hmm. speak in terms of endearment, mm-hmm. uh, youngness and young that and and. <laughs> And you're the oldest one in the room, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So when you say you've got, so what you're talking about is a teenage daughter that's getting ready to get into that part of her life, dating. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna go over this next advice. week, but you know, it's gonna, it's about to be scary for me, at least. How is she? She's 25. Say again. She's 25? No, I'm talking about the 15-year-old. Oh, no, no, no. Woo! You agree for 15 to date? Yeah. No, no, no. no. She ain't dating yet. She's about to be 16, and I can't can't be like, you know. It's on at 16. It's on at 16. It's on at 16. Yeah, it's on at 16. And I I, I don't want to be the one that'd be like, hey, hey, none of this foolishness, and, you know, you can't. You know, hold them hostage forever. You know. No, but you. Point is it's coming. You can repeat the fear. Yeah. I can be. I can do what? You can repeat the, fear. In a, oh, I don't know if it's fear, but you know, I was taught to you know teach him the game. Here's what this guy is gonna do for you. So you already know what he's gonna do before it happens. So she'll be already prepared. That's the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And they're not hearing that. You know what? No, that's what I was about to say. They, <laughs> they're not hearing none of that, man. That sounds real good. They're not hearing that. I've had daughters 
there's like three of them that's in that age. And when they think that the dude loves them, there's nothing you can say. Right. You're the enemy. You're the yeah. enemy. You're just trying so, to break them up. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can, I mean, literally, man, if you separate them, then you are real, you're a bigger enemy. The thing that I can say, um, the advice that I would give is to stress, very important, that they bring him home to meet you. If he has a title, he needs to meet you. Right. If that title is, well, he's my friend, he needs to meet you. Insist that he comes to meet you or you go meet him. Right. Therefore, he'll know that there's some repercussions behind his action. When they don't meet and they think it's sweet, they can do whatever they want to do because they know there may be a daddy, but he may be absent. Mm-hmm. That's when you got problems. But when he knows, okay, he is a real guy, and just like Will Smith and uh, Lawrence, Mark Lawrence did in that movie, they knew, <laughs> they understood. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing happening here because you're going to pay a dear price. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not emotional about him like she's going to be. You could care less about him. Matter of fact, you want him as far away from your child as possible because he got some kind of hold on him. Mm-hmm. So you've got to meet him. And that's the only rule that I would say, you've got to bring him to me. Let me let me shake his hand. And even if you've got to trick him, you're like, hey, I'd like to meet your friend. Bring him in. Yeah, I want to cook him a steak. <laughs> Just get them to you. Right. Every right. last one of them, man. Every last one of them. And you ain't got to leave a gun on the table, you know. But when you look a man in the eye and shake his hand firmly and let him know, I ain't having no part of it. The game changes. But how how much rebellion would that bring? That's I not going to bring no rebellion, man. If, it, if that's your law, if you say, look, the only thing I'm telling you is I want to meet him. If I don't meet him, there's no relationship. But what I'm saying, you get, to ask. You, you, you get in front of the dude and you you lay down your laws to him. And she she hears it and he tells her, man, your dad is your dad got you on lock. Or start making her feel like the punk. Or start making her feel like, you know, you know how guys do. You know, nah, you don't want to hurt your dad's feeling. You, you're a daddy's girl. And now she got a point to prove that she's not a daddy's girl. That's when that rebellion kick in. That often happens yeah. in a in a, a lot of households. You know, yeah, your daddy said this, so you better li- you know you better listen to your daddy. And then here comes the girl. You know, look, I'm finna be the biggest freak to you. I'm finna show you that my daddy ain't got nothing on this. And here you got another problem. Well, then well then you don't. <laughs> Is that simple? Then you then she's right. You don't. So, I mean, what do you do if you really don't? If something went wrong somewhere along the way. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You can't make them respect you. You can't make them. But if they, you know, but if you if you lay the foundation right, then, you know. Believe me, I didn't. I didn't lay the foundation right. You know, I'm getting the fruits back now because they're older. And now, and now they're looking back on the things that I said and was like, you know what, you were right. But during that time, I didn't lay there. I was, I was gone. I was working. I was out in the streets. I was doing all kinds of stuff. So I didn't lay the foundation down at that point. So I'm just telling you where I went wrong. 
You see? Yeah. But you got to lay the foundation. You got to take that time with them, man. And let them know that you're the man. You know, you're the one that they're supposed to be in love with, not little uh, Tyrone on the corner or the one in high school that can't do nothing for him. You got to let them know. I'm the one that's got, I got more money than Tyrone. Tyrone might be able to take you to the mall. I can buy you the mall. You know what I'm saying? They got to understand where the, where the bread is buttered at. So whatever game he's coming, it ain't going to be better than your game. Follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's deep. I'm taking note. I'm taking note. It ain't got I'm me yet, but I'm close. Too. Yeah. I'm right there with yeah. it. I'm close, man. Yeah. I'm close. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to Yeah, because just what Darren was saying, he's trying to compete. Now he's trying to compete and play mind games on his daughter to compete against dad. But he ain't got nothing on you. You know what I'm saying? You're still putting the roof overhead. You're still buying her whatever she needs. You're still making sure she has what she needs. When this dude can't do that. You know, she needs to understand. Yeah. And, I mean, that's great leadership. Yeah, but meet the guy. You've got to meet the guy. You've got to know that there's repercussions. And I'm not talking about, it doesn't have to mean that you've got to threaten them. Like I said, you don't have to have a gun out. You don't have to do any of these things. But just the mere fact that he's coming and he sees, you know, the foundation that you have, that you are stern parents, and that you love your child. And that's what's not happening enough in society with the youngins. There's no man home. There's no brother. There's no uncle. There's no male figure. So what does the guy do? He just takes advantage, and he treats her any kind of way he wants to because can't nothing happen to him. And we talked about this on the call before. What happened to the girl that grew up in the neighborhood and she had seven brothers? She protected like Obama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she don't have to say nothing. It's too hard for her to get that booty away. Because then you think the brothers might find out. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know you talk about laying the foundation and everything. I think that's you know that, that's that's leadership there, and I think all of you guys are good lead, actually great leaders. Um, but once you've you've arrived, and once you become a great leader, does that mean you'll be a great leader forever? No. Hmm. Still a work in progress, man. You you got room for growth. You're not gonna be a great leader forever. You're gonna have some downfalls, pitfalls, because you know things are gonna happen in life that you have no control over. But the great leaders are the ones that can come back from that. And if you can bring your family and from whatever difficulties that you you're going through or, or going to go through during that time, you, you know you have with God's help, you know anything mm-hmm. is possible. So that makes you the great leader when they can see you pull them out of. Mm-hmm. I think that your, um, at some point, your work and your reputation and your foundation still leads. So when people think about, you know, the person that you were, they say, yeah, well, Rodney never would have done that. And Rodney would have done this. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your reputation still leads. 
Mm. You set a standard. Mm. That's deep. And, and you, you, you actually said something interesting, um, both of y'all, you know, about, you know, being a, a great leader and um, reputation. And, you know, I think it goes back to what you said about, you know, laying the foundation, leading by example, and somebody also mentioned game. And I want to drop a monkey wrench, you know, in this fashion, because some of y'all, maybe all of y'all, have heard the adage that marriage is a ministry. Have y'all heard that? Are you familiar with mm-hmm. that that phrase? You ever heard ever heard of that? Or was it just me? I heard of it. I heard of. Yeah. So the monkey wrench is: how do you minister to your wife, and how does your wife minister to you? And what I mean by that is that if you want to lead others, you have to minister to their needs. And going back to P-Town's point, you know, what are your wife's greatest needs and, and how does God, our helper, use you to meet those needs? So how do, how do you minister to your wife and how does she minister to you when it when it goes to, you know, getting those needs met? Anybody want that? How do you so say that question one more time? Sir. How do you minister to your wife, and how does your wife minister to you? Well, I believe we minister to each other through prayer and love, uh, showing affection, sometimes uh, compliment, and uh, a little sexual healing. <laughs> And and do you think, P-Town, do you think that a wife's decision to follow is dependent on whether or not the husband is a Christian? I think uh, you have a better time. You know, it's a clear direction when when a brother uh, is a Christian. I believe that women will follow if you're not Christians. Let's not get it wrong. There's a lot of people that's married that aren't Christians. However, I believe there's a clear direction and a path where you're going and knowing that you can get through anything because, you you know, he is saved. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's easier, it's less arguments, it's less questioning whatever he's doing because he knows that he's already talked to God about whatever vision. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Have you talked to your eyes about your vision? Because now if it's found by God, it's easier for her to to accept and ready to rock and roll coming in the next year, regardless of what the situation is. Yeah, you're right. I often get my, you know, minister to my wife. I try to, and then I find out, you know, she's not going to listen to me. First off, she gonna have she wait until something happens in a situation where I'm actually right before she says, okay, you was right. 
And then I was like, well, why don't you listen to me next time? And the next time happens, it's like I have to do a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of, you know, staying in in my spirit as her and I talk, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I have to stay in the spirit as she dogs me out. I have to continue to say, hey, well, you know, you know, God, God, don't, I mean, I'm not going to go outside of the, out of my spirit right now because you you trying to drive my flesh into saying something that. I don't need to say to you, you know, that's going to hurt your feelings. You're trying to hurt my feelings, and you want me to hurt your feelings. And then, you know, and as as I stay in the spirit and and uh, and continue to talk to her instead of saying some things that she say to me, you know, then it, it, it comes back later on that she's sorry. So I think that we have to lead a lot of times by by following our spirit first because if we get in our flesh like she gets in our flesh, I mean, like she tried to... Uh, she may try to make us get in our flesh, then we're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, you you said in the spirit. That what you said? Yeah. If the husband leads a wife to a church, should she follow? Yeah, if he's doing the right thing, I think that if he's if he's doing the right thing and he's trying to, uh, you know do the right thing as far as a family man is concerned and he's following Christ and he's trying to do all the right things and then she said he says okay I think we should go to this church yeah she should follow you know because you can't worship in two different places even though it's the same type of church you just can't worship in two different places if you're talking about if a if a pastor is pre- preaching on a marriage he might be preaching to a younger crowd and over at your church, he's preaching to a more mature crowd. So you are going to get two different information, even though they're going over the same scriptures. Mm-hmm. So it's best to worship together. You know, wherever you go, you gotta you gotta walk uh, on one. You gotta be on one accord. Yeah. And if I mean, if I you know, regarding leadership, you know, if I asked your your wife, would she say that you were a strong leader or a weak leader? What would she say? My my wife would definitely tell you I'm a strong leader. Yeah, I would hope. I th- I think my wife would. Uh, I would hope she would. But uh, I, th- I think she would. I think she would. Hope so. Hope so anyway, right? Yeah. You never can tell. Mm. You never can tell. It all depends on what day of the week it is. <laughs> but T.O., if I gave you the opportunity to talk to all of the wives who are out there listening and tell them what can they do to help us to be the leaders that God has called us to be, what would you say? Be a cheerleader for your husband. Mm. Be a cheerleader for your husband. Get the pom-poms. Be a cheerleader for your husband. Keep him lifted so he can go out and do what you need him to do. You know what I mean? Don't try to force feed anything. Follow the simple rules. Be a cheerleader for your husband. Have his back. Don't be against him. Have his back. And let him know you got his back. Let him know, honey, if all else fails, I got your back. We in this together. Don't belittle him. Don't put him on an island. 
Don't feel as though he's fighting by himself. Just have his back and be his cheerleader and his teammate. You know what I mean? If you got to think, if if you could be his closest boy, better than his closest boy, because his closest boy is saying the same thing, I got your back, I'll never let you down, it's all good. That's what he wants. He wants a teammate and a cheerleader at home so he can go out there and handle his business without feeling as though home is a place that he don't want to go. Do you remember yeah. back in the day, man, brothers, brothers would get on this phone call, um, get on this show and talk about they have to drive around the block three, four times before they went in? <laughs> yep. That was me. Yeah, that. yeah that, doesn't ha- that don't happen when you've got a cheerleader waiting for you at home. Mm-mm. You can't wait to get back to that cheerleader. I remember that. Woo. You know? So they you got would, somebody they would, at home that just want to see you, and they're happy they would that drive around. They would drive around, drive yeah, around the block home, before they man. went in the house. They had to meditate before they came home from work. Man. Oh, I got to go ahead and get mind right. Yeah, get their mind right before they went in. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you're right, T-Hawk. I mean, you're, you're exactly right, T-Hawk. Um, you know, especially about the belittling, you know, because especially when a man is trying to change for the better, the worst thing the worst thing a woman can do is to keep reminding him of his past failures. Oh, my goodness. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and I I saw a quote the other day on Facebook. And, I mean, it it literally said, a woman can't change a man because she loves him. A man changes himself because he loves her. Because, I mean, that's, that's their whole goal is to change us, you know, and it's like, but we'll change. You know, when we, like you said, when we got that cheerleader, it's easy for us to change. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know? And the question, you know, I would ask, you know, the wives that are listening, is simply this. Have you ever let him lead? Now, that may sound simple, may sound it's not complex like Mr. Solution was offering us earlier. But have you ever let him lead? That's the question I would ask, you know, That's a good one. some of these wives that are listening, you know, because, you know, they may not. Hey, they, go ahead. Get out your own way, man. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, you, 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 you don't want a man that's weak. You, you, you want a man that's aggressive. You want a man that's about his business. You want the James Evans man, but you're standing in the way of him being all these things. Get out the way and let him Get do his thing. Way. And if he fall down on his face a couple, two, three times, pick him back up, wipe him off, and send him back out there. Say, okay, honey, I got you. We're going to be all right. And send them back out there. Go now. Now go try again. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember when I was in Amway, and all I wanted, you know, I just wanted to be, you know, be that, that knight in shining armor for my ex-wife. And, and I was trying to do that Amway thing, man. And, uh, and and I was selling real good. You know, I was overseas. I found a perfect uh, uh, bunch of people that they, they order online anyway or ordering over the, you know, 
they mail get mail stuff mail stuff to them anyway. So if they're gonna order, then they might as well order from me and you know help me out. And I was doing so good. And every day I heard, is that that, that Amway crap again? And is that that that's that scam stuff? And and it could have been a scam, you know. <laughs> but but don't tell me when I got my heart into it, you know. And every time I was like, I found myself, you know. Interrupting the boxes or in, in, intercepting the boxes that they come upstairs before they get upstairs, so I can hide it, so I won't have to hear her say, "Is that an Amway stuff again?" It was just, yeah. I mean, I'm hiding stuff so I won't hear the the the, the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And you hear so much, you just want to quit, and, and you know. Mhm. She just she just wasn't educated, man. Yeah. About 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 the roles. And I just think that that's an issue. When they don't know their role, they don't know the role of a cheerleader. You see what I'm saying? You will fail. You're a woman that will not be successful in marriage if you don't understand the role of a cheerleader. You know, and we and, and I use that term without using the word submission. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Because that's a hard one to swallow for most women. You know, Andrew told me the other day, he was like, he was like, it's easy to submit and go to Aruba. <laughs> yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? But it's difficult to submit when it's something that you don't want to do. You know, and you may not want to support your husband, but it doesn't matter. You got to support your man because you never know. You might have been the Amway salesperson of the, of the year. Yeah, you've been on your side. That's right. That's right. Because she probably could have said, hey, what can I do? What can I do to help your business? How can I? Can I do some of the paperwork? What can I do around the house that will help your business so you can go out in the field and make more money? For us? Right, right, right. You see, I mean, they, don't, they don't think. A lot of them don't think that way. They're like, well, you're supposed to go get it. You're supposed to go out there and get this money, and you're supposed to get this money with me riding you like, a, like Zorro. <laughs> Come on, man. That dog don't hunt. It just doesn't work. That dog don't hunt. You're right. So, I mean, but T.R., what is, I mean, is, is the problem out here, just tying this back, bringing this, you know, landing this plane, is the problem out here that there are more husbands who won't lead or is the problem that there are more wives who won't follow? Uh-oh. If you're asking me the question, I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to revert back to the divorce rate and mm-hmm. it's 50%. And it's 50%. On both sides. The blind leading the blind. (laughs) But do you think that, 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 and I believe, I I honestly believe in answering Mr. Solution's question, you know, whose fault is it? I truly believe that, you know, the question is who God holds responsible for the divorce. And and, and when when we figure that one out, then we're going to know, okay, which one has to get in line. Because he's, he expects the woman to act like a woman. He expects her. That's why she was demoted in the garden. You know, that's why she was, she was when you read Genesis chapter 3, she was demoted at that time when he said, and your husband will rule over you. That's a demotion right there. Mm-hmm. So it, it must, she must have been, she must have been another place in the ranking in the household before he had to say that. If he had to say that, then that must mean she was some. She, her rank was a little bit higher 
probably equally yoked to him, or not equally yoked, but equal to his, made the same decisions and everything. But when he comes out and he have to say, and your husband will rule over you, that must mean it was no, it was like everything was equal in the home. So mm. apparently he holds the man responsible now, since he already know how the woman is going to react and she reacts off of her whatever emotion or whatever, but he holds the man responsible. And that's and that's what I was trying to get across that when 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 uh when Moses didn't cut his son's foreskin off or when the wife didn't cut his son's foreskin off, he came to kill Moses and Moses didn't even know anything about it. He didn't know his wife didn't do the foreskin thing. He just know he taught her how to do it. And he assumed that he she did the second son like that. And thirty years later, you come in to kill me? What I do? <laughs> you know, his wife knew. She automatically picked up her son and cut his stuff off. Mm-hmm. But but, but God came to the man to 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 check him. He held him responsible. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what I was going to say is that you know God holds the man responsible, and you know I wanted to throw it kind of back at you a little bit to say are there men out here who are good and faithful Christians that know the Bible backwards and forward but at the same time are near failures as husbands and fathers like is that possible come on leading churches yeah Mm. I mean that's definitely possible I mean look at Mr. Solution he thinks he got all the stuff right and know all the answers, but and know every every word verbatim Bibli- in every book. He's biblically astute. Yeah, he's bi- whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But and he's minus, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he, he's minus a wife. So, so you know, My, yeah, yeah. And look, there, damn, what's that? That's a cold bed, brother. Cold bed. That's a cold bed. That's a cold I mean, no, bed. no, no, That's no. He. He's warm with his thoughts. He's warm with his words, <laughs> you know. But that's the only thing that's keeping him warm at night. Yo, yo, you know. <laughs> so yeah. we we have to be careful, you know. Even in the pulpit, you know, these preachers they come off, and then you know, I, I've spoken to a preacher, and he says, uh, his wife's like, "Look, I mean, I'm your wife, I ain't your congregation. I'm your wife, so don't preach at me. Talk to me, you know." Mm. Wow. <laughs> And speaking of the congregation, what about the opposite of that, fellas? You know, the opposite scenario with, you know, these women who are up in the church that you would never know that they were married because you rarely, if ever, see their husband at church. Are they good leaders at home? The women or the husband? The husbands. I always blame it on the husband. I got to blame it on the husband. That's a tough one, though, Darren. And, and, and let me tell you why, man. Um, I talked to a brother once, man. He said he, he used to go to church with his wife. And whenever the pastor said something that kind of resembled their marriage, she would always reference him. You know what I mean? He's like, well, you know, I don't want to be attacked at church. Yeah, that's what he's talking about, you. Yeah, he's talking about, you know. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, it comes to a point where it, 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 they can be overholy, if that's even something to say. But, you know, to the point where they're really spiritually critical to the Bible and then, or to the church. And then you have this man 
right, that's a, of the church. And he's this powerful figure, right? And he's telling through his sermon of what your marriage should be like and the way life should be. And she's listening to this man that's not her husband. And then she's bringing this stuff home and saying, okay, well, this is what pastor said today. You follow what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's something, too, that the man has to, to, to think about, well, you know what, maybe I'm going to pass up on this one. And maybe I'll let you go and have that experience yourself. And I'll see you when you get back. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to just put the blame on a guy, especially sometimes when you pick and choose your battles, or you just don't feel comfortable with your wife in that environment. Well, the reason why I say it's the guy, because I say it's the guy because God says it's the man. I say it's the man because, you know, it had to lead this woman up to something, to a place where she feels like that, where she feels like she can sleep with another man. She must be missing something at home or sound like she can, you know, if, if she's going to talk back to him. He must have been lacking somewhere. But but God holds the man 100% responsible. I don't know why that is. I mean, now maybe we can, we, it's because of our picking up. Do you? Tools. So huh? you're telling me that you hold the man 100% responsible and you know men that have been married to trifling women and they were good men. I know. So let me ask you a question. When you okay, got divorced the first time because of what happened, right? God held you 100% 100% responsible and you did what you were supposed to do because you know you did what you were supposed to do. No, he I, was I the one who went the other way. No, I I I was I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I I didn't do uh from one I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I didn't find out that I didn't do what I was supposed to until I got all the way in Christ. And then I look, went back and looked at it, I said, "Oh, that's where I messed up." You know, I can easily say that's where I messed up at, you know. Oh, this was at this point right here, I should have did this, or I shouldn't have allowed this to go on, or I shouldn't have got, you know, I should have went in another service that wouldn't keep me nine months away from my home, or I shouldn't have allowed her to tell the kids that I was an absent father, or I shouldn't have allowed these things to take place that built up resentment once I got got home. So it was a lot of things that I did do that contributed to her actions towards me or retaliation towards me. Mm. Not saying either one of them was right, but I it started from me. Mm, so 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 just now, after listening to you talk, kind of funny. Now I know what Mister Solution was talking about earlier about the woman has no responsibility. And she's no, not held to any responsibility. I didn't say she didn't have any responsibility. I just said it's predicated a lot of the times off the uh, out of the way the guy treats her or out of what she's um, adapting to in the relationship, if she adapt, if she's adapting just the same in a man hitting her, she's going to, you know, every time you raise a voice, she's going to jump. You know, she's adapting or getting adjusted or get, getting, getting that face braced, you know, for that knockdown, you know, whatever. But it, it just, it's just the same if a man is, is saying yes, dear, all the time. Every time she asks the next question, she's going to be expecting that yes, dear answer. Instead of instead of expecting him to say no, or instead of expecting a compromise, or uh, instead of expecting you know, hey, you know, do whatever you want, do whatever you want, do whatever you want, and that's my, between my mom and dad. That's all my dad ever said: do whatever you want, do whatever you want. And then as soon as she said no, as soon as he told her no, she was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Any other time, da 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 da. 
Mm. You know, why Why is this time any different? And then here comes an argument because now he's stepping up to what he was supposed to do the last time or before. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times mm-hmm. we, 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 breed, we, we birth that into them. We pour that into them. Whatever we pour into them, that's what we're going to, you know, get back. I got you, but, but, but the situation today, just like we spoke about earlier, may be just a little different in that respect because of the way the women are coming into the relationship. They're coming in independent. You know what I'm saying? They're already coming in. Yeah, they're already coming in, not needing you. Or do we choose them? Do we is that the ones we choose or is that the ones we say, Hey, look, let me let me hold on a second. I'm not I'm not we we ain't we we ain't compatible because I mean I mean you got some good booty but other Well what choices do you have here in America? Right, and I think that what T.O. is saying is that, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I think what you're saying is that, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think generally speaking, you know, modern women are more aggressive, more independent, and don't show their emotions on their sleeve. I mean, they're almost like a man. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's not how, how God intended them to be. But... You know, some women have just decided not to ever be vulnerable again because they'll just think they think they're going to be dis- disappointed again. So I think mm-hmm. you know, T. Hog is just talking about the pool of women that are out here, and I think that over time it's getting progressively worse. I may be wrong, it is. but you know, you're right though. It is. They don't need you, Darren. Your wife didn't need you. You're there because of the choice that she made. And you never mm. said, hey, I want to marry you. It's cool, all right. See you. I'm going to keep it moving. No, I, I believe. Me. My wife didn't need me. She was doing okay by herself. I slid in here, and I'm like, okay, let's make a family together. Let's 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 make a household together. You I mean, what, what you're saying? talking but, about but, is a woman that's 100%, and you come to the table with 100%. Now, if, you come in, if you're talking about two women... I mean, a, 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 a couple that's coming to the table, and both of them already 100%. Both of them are whole already. Now you got two holes. That's how you come together. You you don't come together, and I'm, I'm half a man, and you half a woman, and we what are we going to make? <laughs> you know, yeah, but Darren, I want to make Darren, you, you, you talk about the ideal. We're talking about the real. I'm talking about the real too. 100 I mean, percent whole and ready to go. You know, we all got. But issues. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you you come to the you 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 prepare yourself to be 100 percent, and you go seek that. I mean, I heard a song. I mean, it's my favorite song. It's it's called um, um, Statistics. You know, by Life Jennings. And, you know, he talk about don't be a nickel out here looking for a dime because you ain't go. That's 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 unmatched. You can't that, that you can't match that up. If you're a dime, sure. look for a dime. You know what I mean? And and if you don't look for a dime, you settle for a nickel, then everything that comes with that, that's yours. You ain't got no right to complain about it when it goes south. And God, and, and, and even though that's a worldly song, God said the same thing. Hey, don't come complaining me with me when you done got that woman off that strip pole. Don't come complaining me with me when you done picked that woman up out of, that, out of the prostitute house. You know, you chose her. And that's yeah, but that's you, extreme. That's extreme. You could be a well-to-do dude and go get a woman out the project. Is that right. the same scenario? If you choose that woman and you say, God, I want this to be my wife, he going to bless it because you said this who I want to be my wife. He done gave yeah. you a hint of how to choose a woman in Proverbs 30, 31. Now, if you don't and take that, that mean- hint, 
Go ahead. Does that mean she's going to act right? <laughs> I mean, if you see her acting wrong, then you don't choose her. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, but, but I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, there's still half of marriages are failing. Half of them. Yeah. And it can't the man be is, the Are they choosing, they choosing wrong? It can't be. You, you can't sit there and say there's a 50% divorce rate because the man chose the wrong one. It's fifty percent because the man wasn't the head of his household. I'm saying, yeah, yeah and I did, I did. We 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 did a show a long time ago called "Everybody Marries the Wrong Person." Everybody, <laughs> yeah. oh man, everybody marries the wrong. You might want to check it out. Everybody marries the wrong person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like it, but it's what? I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think. <laughs> you go, you I gotta go listen to it. You gotta I'm go gonna listen to it. I'm gonna go listen to it. I'm gonna go listen to it, but I, I, I mean, you know, I'm gonna keep going. Go listen to it and then come back. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. That, that, that's, but I got one. Like I got rest. one. Yeah, I got one final question, and then we'll talk about whatever. But um, to be a great leader, should you be in consistent communication with? Or in the company of other great leaders. You dropped off, Rodney. What, what's that? You dropped off. Yeah. Sorry about that. I said to be a great leader, should you be in consistent communication with or in the company of other great leaders? Oh. Yes. Yes, sir. Every Tuesday night. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Right. That guy, how did he do that? <laughs> he said every Tuesday night. What do you mean? I, I've been on the phone with you for five years, Rodney. That's how I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not sure if y'all, you know, knew it or not, but, um, you know, in essence, what the brother is saying, what the brother T-Hawk just said is that basically wives won't follow because their husbands won't call. Say mm. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Mm. <laughs> Why? So basically, in essence, T-Hawk just said that wives won't follow because their husbands won't call in on Tuesday nights. I mean, that's what he said. That's what he said. We've been talking five years, and and none of us have following issues. And uh, I tell y'all a funny story real quick is that um, you know going back to the consistent communication, um, and I'm in communication with, with with Tony almost seven days a week because I think he's a great leader, and I say that because like my sphere of influence is limited. But him, you know, allowing me to speak in the form that God, you know, put on his heart is unlimited. Like what we do, it reaches the world. But, I mean, you see me around the, around the way or whatever, my sphere of influence is limited. But for somebody to birth this thing, household stress, that's worldwide, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's 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 amazing to me, and I think he's a great leader. And Tony, how old is your grandson? How old is your grandson? 
Two? Two years old. Mm-hmm. And do you remember who he called using your phone last week on Thanksgiving Day? He called you. <laughs> he called me. Do you, do you think, T. Hawk, now, do you think that was a coincidence? I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is your you know phone is ringing. <laughs> All I know is your phone is ringing. He didn't call anybody else. He didn't call nobody else. He didn't get to see. That's it. Now, see, that's the piece. I, that's the piece I didn't even know. And the funny part about it is that I didn't even answer the phone. You know, usually I answer my phone, but I was busy. It was Thanksgiving. I ain't even answered. I saw the call. You know, later. But you just said is that he didn't call anybody else. Mm-mm. So may, maybe he was just trying to reach out to a fellow great leader. Because he knows his mm-hmm. granddad is tapped into on a regular basis. So he's like, let me, you know, let me call this dude at two years old. Mm-hmm. See what he's talking about. Wish him a happy Thanksgiving. Sadly, I didn't get to talk to the little man, you know, but mm-hmm. he didn't call nobody else on your phone. He did not. I look up, he's got the phone in his hand, and your number is <laughs> He knew what he was doing. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? He looked at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. That's good. That's good. But whether we like it or not, fellas, the Bible clearly states that there are certain roles in the family. The husband is supposed to be the leader, and his wife is supposed to submit to him and follow his leadership. If we swap or misuse our roles, we're forced to perform tasks for which we weren't made and our needs go unfulfilled. We have to recognize the uniqueness of God's design and how he's designed our roles to be. James Walker sums it up all in one sentence, and I quote, Love provides the basis for the responsible qualities that are necessary in the development of a man who cares and leads, end quote. But remember this. God is the only one that can change people. 